Everybody and welcome to this, the second episode of the IamKuhan.com comics podcast, the official comic book podcast from IamKuhan.com that still doesn't have another name besides IamKuhan.com comics podcast. I, of course, am Naim Sadiq. You might be know better as Kuhan Online. I am the titular Kuhan. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ben Castreed. How's it going, Ben? Go, pack, go. Oh, yeah, they won tonight, right? Yeah, they won the dominatingly. Yeah, let's just say a mutual friend of ours is not happy. Uh, which mutual? Taser? West. He's a Giants oh. fan. West is a Giants fan? Yes. I did not know that. Wow, you've known you've known West for... Oh, no, I know he's a... I know I know his... I don't know his hockey... I know he's a Ducks fan. I know he's a, um, a Boston Red Sox fan, and I know he's a Dallas Mavericks fan. I just didn't know he was a Giants fan. Yeah, he is a big Giants fan. I had... I knew everything else. I just don't care about football. So why do I know he's a football? He's a football. Anyway, he. Tw- I figured you would see him tweet about it every once in a while, but whatever. I am. I am. I am the worst tweeter. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, this is uh, yeah. So it's the comic book podcast uh, that we talk about comic books, comic book news, comic book reviews, etc. and whatnot. Uh, well, then let's talk about some comic book news, right? The the biggest piece of comic book news that we want to talk about. There's there's other piece of comic book news that existed, other big piece of comic book news, some of the, which we were not going to be covering, some of which for for reasons that it, we don't feel comfortable covering. Some some of the stories that came that happened this week. Um, I'm sure you can find plenty of other coverage of of those kinds of stories. But uh, we are going to talk about uh, Marvel. Marvel overhauled their digital redeem codes in their print books. So, um, since 2011, Marvel's had codes in all their print books, a lot of their print books, for you You just can scan it and get a digital copy of the book you bought. But um, beginning in February of this year, so the, the, not the issues dated in February, the issues dated, I think, May, but that are going to be coming out in February, um, it's going to be for two or more digital issues. So, you're going to get... Um, the the probably the digital copy as well as uh uh some other like some other digital books that makes sense do those words make sense um it's i'm looking at the article and it says marvel's continuing our commitment by offering our fans the best value in the comic books comics along with honoring our course in the comic industry uh, our intent is evolving our digital code, promoting it's of our fans more value per dollar spent. Replacing the free digital copy, our bonus digital comics will offer fans free entry points for current on-sale collected editions and in turn invite additional and repeat traffic into our trusted retailers. So basically, instead of getting a, uh, a digital copy of a book, you the book that you bought, you're going to get uh, like so. So for example, this the first week of February, if you, you get instead of that, instead of let's say for example, if you buy uh, in that in that week, I don't know what comes out, but say you buy Spider Man, instead of getting the digital copy of Spider Man, you're gonna get a digital copy of Civil War Two Number Zero, uh, Wolverine Number Sixty Six, 
and Captain Marvel number one because they have collected edition coming out of all those. They have the Civil War two hardcover coming out, the Captain Marvel hardcover coming out, and the Old Man Logan trade paperback. Oh, sorry, the trade paperback of Captain Marvel uh, volume two um, and uh, and Old Man Logan. Um, so they're like, oh, because we got this coming out, you can check out these. Um, it's an interesting thought. Uh, I definitely, I definitely am a fan of. So digital copies, I'm not, I, I don't, I don't read a lot of physical comic books. I normally get them digital anyway. Um, but, but digital copies are something that I, that I love in movies particularly. Um, so, and, and, and I like the concept of, of digital copy, a free digital copy with the physical copy. I don't buy a Blu-ray if it doesn't come with the digital copy. Like I, I only buy Blu-ray if it comes with the digital copy. Uh, so I don't know. I, I, I am a little iffy on removing the digital copy instead of giving like, Hey, instead of getting a digital copy, have this three-year-old comic book. (laughs) Right, like when was Old Man Logan? When was Wolverine sixty six? That was a long time ago. Well, it's I'm assuming it's referring to Old Man Logan, the current volume, the current series. No, it's no, not. No. It's it's Wolverine two thousand three issue sixty six is what they're going to be giving. So they're going to be giving out a thirteen year old. Well, okay, two thousand three. Okay, first of all, correction. Two thousand three refers to when the volume started. Sixty six came out in two thousand eight. Oh, sorry, two thousand eight. Yeah, fine, fine. Yeah, trust me, it's, it's it threw still, me off. You're right. Yeah, they, you're right. Yeah. You're right. It's an eight year old comic book though. At the same time, I okay. I'm gonna give my opinion. I'm gonna steamroll in here real quick. I think no, no, this no, is. I think this is good because, for one, I don't know a lot of people who actually use them. Maybe I'm just living in a in a in a bubble. But like, I don't know how many people actually have them. I Lord knows I have hundreds of them, and I never use them. I never thought of them because I don't use them. But yeah. I like the idea that if you buy a physical comic, like you say you're a kid or a teenager, more than likely a teenager or a college student, right? You go in there, you buy a comic for four bucks, and then you get, and then you like the world, or gra- even Marvel's graphic novels come with them, right? I think so. I think what would make more sense to me would be like, uh, like a one month trial of Marvel Unlimited, right? Like so, like if if I go in and buy a physical comic book. Then, then as long as I haven't, you know, a second sign up for a new Marvel Unlimited, for and get and get one month free, um, just because I bought a comic book, right? And because because all these comic books I can read right now on, on Marvel Unlimited, um, they're they're all old they're all old enough to for that to be true, so like they're they're making very little money on these books anyway, which is why they're giving them for free if you if you can buy a comic book. So I feel like if it was like, you know, and and that's because the idea is not like. But they want they want because these are physical. You're buying it. They want the money. They want you to go to the retailer, not necessarily. Right, but the the, 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 the but the, but the, I'm saying the digital copies, right? So like, if I go to the retailer and I and and because these are not for longtime comic book fans, right? Like, I'm not gonna care for Civil War Zero for as a longtime comic book fan. I'm not gonna care about Captain Marvel Volume Two Issue Number One as a longtime comic book fan. I'm not gonna care about Wolverine Number Sixty Six as a long a longtime comic book fan. You know, I've if I wanted to read those issues, I will have read them already. Old Man Logan, I haven't read already, but it's a, it's a, it's a book that, that's on my list, but I'm not going to read just that issue and then go get, right? So so it seems like it would make more sense for it to be like, the the idea is to to get newer readers into older stories, I feel. So, so you know, wouldn't, wouldn't it make more sense for it to be like a one-month Marvel Unlimited subscription, and then I can read all the Marvel books I want to for that one month, and then I would want to maybe continue with Marvel Unlimited because once I read, for example, Civil War Two Number Zero or Captain Marvel Number One or Wolverine Number Sixty Six, then I'm going to want to read more of those more of those issues, right? And the idea for these is that I'm going to go go pick out pick up the Civil War hardcover or the or the Captain Marvel trade paperback or the Old Man Logan trade paperback. 
but it 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 feels like a lot of the model is going towards unlimited. Like a lot of people are going towards unlimited. A lot of the models going towards unlimited. If if I'm the kind of person who's going to pick up the bone of digital content, I'm also the kind of person who might want to read my comics on unlimited. Right? Am I am I crazy? Is that does that make sense? I th- I think I think so. I think ba- I think what they're trying to do is is again they're trying to um get the digital audience into the stores when I don't think it's going to work. Um, well, I think I think I think what what's, what they're doing is trying to get the physical audience to then read the book digitally. But they're not. They're, then, not they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. But no, to to then go into to to read that book digitally to then go into the store and be like, oh, I read Civil War two number zero. Well, instead of reading more of this digitally, I should go to the store and buy the hardcover. And like that's that's that that's that that's, that's they specifically said that they said. We'll offer fans free entry points to our current onslaught collected edition and in turn invite additional and repeat traffic into our trusted retailers. So they're trying to get people to read the digital comic and then decide, oh, that digital comic was great. I'm going to go pick up the physical the physical book. Yeah, but chances but chances to... are if you're already picking up the physical comic, you know that co- that physical copy of Civil right. War Two exists. So so now so now so what they're trying to do is trying to get somebody to to pick up a physical book. And then move to digital, and then move back to physical. That's weird. With the same with the same issue, that's, right? It, just, it would make more sense to be like, for, check out Marvel Unlimited, which is our new great thing that you can read all the books on. It's it's so granted, that, that's like well, granted you are six months late, but I think if you are reading that way, it's not going to matter anyways because there's so much well, to yeah. read. Right. Yeah. Right. Civil, Civil War Two. I mean, if you're reading the hardcover, you're all you're also six months late for the most part. Pretty right. Or the trade paper. Uh, six or, months or, to or, a or year. If you're reading, or if you're reading Old Man Logan, you're. Th- you're eight years late, right? Well, that's that, 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 that's an eight-year. That, I mean, that that's an evergreen story. So that you can read that no, whenever. No, that's fine. I totally agree. Absolutely. But like, but I know plenty. I I know I know people who read who only read books six months late on Marvel Unlimited. Like, it's fine. You're you're reading for the story. You're not reading. Some of us, like you, you and I, want to be up on stuff. I only want to be up on stuff for for like my shows and for talking to talking to you and and my other friend, mm, right? Like, yeah. If if most of my friends don't read comic books, or if most of my friends are reading on Marvel Unlimited, I'll just talk to them about the Marvel Unlimited stuff. I have a buddy who reads all exclusively on Marvel Unlimited, and he's like, "Hey, have you read Civil War Two stuff yet?" I'm like, "Yeah." So, and then he's like, "Okay, cool. Now I can talk to you about the stuff that you read six months ago." And I'm like, "All right." It's not like I forgot what I read six months ago. It's not like I purged it from my memory, like I, like I like I did with Original Sin, <laughs> which I which I we realized today that I accidentally purged from my memory. Um, so it's it's just it's weird that they're going to be giving you because they're because they're giving you six month old issues or or eight month old issues because they're because they're already in trade form. So so it's weird that they're they're that they're giving you digital content that's old to get you to go pick up the physical trade paperback that's also that's now new. But like if I went into a local comic book shop to buy an issue then I probably bought the issues if I cared about them. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe, like, like, are they trying to get me to go trade to trade now for Captain Marvel? Like, if I haven't read Captain Marvel, like, okay, cool, now I guess I'll start to read it and trade? Or, like, are they expecting me to, like, pick up that issue of Captain Marvel, then pick up the trade, and then pick up, like, seven more issues of Captain Marvel? Like, what? I, I'm not really sure what the what the entry point is supposed to be here. By the way, Old Man Logan is making a lot of sense too because uh, the Logan movie comes out soon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that's also that's probably why they're also doing the trade paperback of it. So now they're giving you the free issue, doing the trade paperback, and then also check out Logan in theaters on March fourth or whatever. And real talk, um, I know it's not on top of it, but that first issue, Old Man Logan, that doesn't hook you. Nothing will. Uh, March third, by the way. 
Yeah, I, I, I keep meaning to read. I actually tried to, tried to like, I just had, I, I didn't find it right. <laughs> so I, I keep meaning to read Old Man Logan, and I will definitely get to it soon. Yeah, it's a damn, it's a, it's one of the better Mark Millar Marvel stories, if you haven't, I need to bring that, I need to reread it so I can talk about for Iggy's graphic novel corner. Probably when the movie comes out, right when the movie comes out, I'll do it then. Yeah, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll both read it for that. And then, and then we'll do our special edition episode crossover with uh, with your other show mm-hmm. for about Logan. Yep. <laughs> can, can we do a uh, crossover of all three shows? Can we all like get in the theater and quietly try to commentate on? I've it thought. For, I've thought. Dragon Turtle commentary. I've thought about it, dude. I've thought about it. It's just that would be that would be nice. That would be hilarious. Um, just so dra- right. Dragon, I can just go yint and dress some well memes, and that's gonna mean nothing to nobody because nobody listened to our show. But it's fine. Um, um, did, uh, do you have any other thoughts on the digital copy? Thing? I'm confused. I don't give a shit about it because I don't use digital. I refuse to do digital. I am a print guy yeah. for life. Um, I probably, should, I, although I will say this, it's not on topic, but I will. I'm just s- saying, like, if when I go on a car trip, yeah, uh, it's like, e- it would know, easier I, to carry digitally. Yeah, I wrote, I wrote, I rode to St. Louis the other day, like a couple weeks ago, with my parents, and I read so many comic books that I would not have, I would not have carried seven trade paperbacks of comic books. Well, I know? maybe it's just me, but I won't carry seven, but I'll carry sometimes two to maybe I'll carry at least two with me at any given time. If it's right, th- but I read. I read like 45, 50 issues of, of comic books. Okay, yeah, that, yeah, in St. Louis. Yeah, you know I'm saying like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's six hours for five six hours each way. Like I read a lot of books. Yeah. I'm not going to carry that many books. Oh, in def- physical form. Definitely. Um, but get but having them all on my tablet, like it's super easy. I, I will say that Marvel Unlimited is probably your best for evaluation. What is it? Seven dollars a month, right? Ten ten dollars a month. Ten dollars a month. That's ridiculous for how much comics. If I didn't, it's, it's a great value. If I yeah. didn't like like reading comics every Wednesday physically, I would probably switch to Marvel Unlimited. And if I wasn't like not obsessed, but like I like to be relative, like I don't keep up. Like I didn't read Civil War two at all, so I'm not I'm not as obsessed as I used to be with keeping with the state of the universe. I just like reading these books every Wednesday. It's what I do. Um, plus, you know, so but I I think Marvel Marvel Unlimited is really good. I'm waiting for DC to do something similar. Um, where they have because like I mean like I would love to I w- it's weird that they haven't yet it's, so, yeah. it's, it's, it's odd to me that, that DC has not yet had a competitor to Marvel Unlimited because of how, like, well, I feel like Marvel Unlimited has been wildly successful has it not? Like, I, am I crazy? I have, is Marvel Unlimited like well DC has always been more focused on single issues I mean look how pushed Rebirth is they've always that's where their focus is and anytime you ask them something like why aren't you putting out trades quicker why aren't you doing this it's like because well, they want you to buy the physical single issue first um, I get it. It just it just it feels it feels antiquated. You know, like such a not just antiquated. It just feels like such an easy thing for them to do because they're already putting it on Comicsology. Like and it feels like such a yeah. just, just a, it's like a lever they can flip. Can I, does does doesn't Comicsology run Marvel Unlimited as well? I have no idea. Like, I don't know how that works. I, I don't know, but 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 um, whatever. Like it seems like because I, I, I know Comicsology has a lot of the Marvel stuff on there. Um, I feel like, I mean, if they don't, then it doesn't. It seems like it shouldn't be that that hard, at least to, to have somebody to do something yeah. like that. Yeah, I would just and I would just have it like I'm gonna make a comparison to the WWE Network. Like, yeah, you can get all the new stuff for ten dollars a month, but I would love it just to have access to all those classic DC stories you've heard about for ten dollars a month. Like, okay, this month I want to read. Um, Hard Traveling Heroes, or I want to read Denny O'Neill's question. I just picked two Denny O'Neill books in a row. Um, <laughs> and then I was just going to say the Batman 70s run by Denny O'Neill and Adams. But, like, I would, like, because I don't own some of that stuff, right? The only thing I don't own is the Batman Denny O'Neill stuff, which I've never read, on oddly enough. I want to. Uh, but, like, that alone would make the investment if DC ever does it. It's just for their backlog. Their... 
all those cr- very amazing runs. George Perez Wonder Woman. Yeah, like it's because like I mean they're all they're all already digitized for comicsology. It doesn't seem like it should be necessarily that hard to to move them over. Yeah. Um, Marvel Unlimited, by the way, is is uh, nine ninety nine a month or sixty nine dollars a year. Or ninety nine dollars a year if you get like some exclusive figures and stuff like that, and money off of collect- digital like collectibles and Marvel stuff. So like if you're a super fan, and you want to get like the the special Marvel stuff, that sounds like a gift, like a great Christmas gift. Like here's a year of free yeah, of free get, Marvel you comics. Of, you get other stuff plus you get a Captain Marvel figure plus three physical comics plus like a, a patch and a pin plus invites to incredible exclusive Marvel events, plus 15% off digital comics. So, like, you get a bunch of, like, stuff. But it's uh, 10 bucks a month and 70 bucks a year, or 70 bucks a year if you just want the, uh, just the, the, the comics. I should have gotten my... Which is, like, it's... That's not a bad deal like at all. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's not... I mean, it's not a bad deal. It feels like... It, like honestly, if, if Marvel and DC both did it, plus, and, like, plus, like I said, you know, you I think you also get... Yeah, if, if you have a $100 plan, you also get 15% off of new digital comics... So, you know, I think I think over a year, depending on how many Marvel comics you read, obviously, but over a year, that, that adds up. Oh, definitely. $70 um, for, you know. oh, definitely. That would, I would, at $100, like saving 15, 15% per issue, 15% of an issue is like uh, 30 cents, um, uh, and 100 divided by 0.3. If you read 300 Marvel comics a year, which is 10 Marvel comics, uh, sorry, um, three, uh, it's uh, 20, 20 Marvel comics, 25 Marvel comics a month. Which you know, it's doable. A, a lot. Some people do that kind of thing. If you're reading that many Marvel comics a month, plus on top of that, you get like if you're in 25 Marvel comics a month, it pays for itself. Yeah, pretty much. Plus on top of that, you're getting Marvel Unlimited, which is which is a lot. Yeah. It feels like we're doing an ad for Marvel Unlimited. Marvel Unlimited. Yo, pays. yo, what up? What up? <laughs> yo, yo, what up? What up? What up? Would it be funny um, if the this Marvel Unlimited sponsored us first before it sponsored the, the Mighty Warriors Team Marvel podcast? Then again, considering how we speak about Marvel there, I wouldn't be surprised why there's no phone calls. But uh, considering we don't have a phone number anyways. But uh, I, uh, is there anything else to say about this topic other than that we think Marvel Unlimited is a, actually a fucking cool idea and DC needs to get on that? Not, get on yeah, that? I don't know. It's, 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 I think, I think uh, you're not on digital, but I'm on digital, and digital digital seems like the way of the future for comic books. Although it is weird how expensive they are on digital. Yeah, three, like, like, it, like it should not be. I, that's the big reason why I haven't switched is because I refuse to pay $4 for a digital comic. I don't. I it's it's a stretch for me to pay four dollars for a physical comic which is twenty pages. I'm not going to do that for something I can't technically own. I can at least physically hold my copy of Unstoppable Lost Number One. Right, right, and that's 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 one thing that that's one thing that I like about um about the dual thing, right? About so about the dual for Blu-rays specifically. I like being like okay. If I ever want to watch it on my Vudu app, great. I can watch it on Vudu wherever I am, but. I have the physical Blu-ray in front of me right now, Spotlight, that I can that I can if I wanted to pop into my PS4, watch the movie, watch the special feature stuff like that. So, you know, I I, I never did the the physical digital thing for comic books, but that is something that I'd be like, okay, I'm not gonna I'm never gonna buy digital comic books, for, especially for Marvel. Um, what well, I mean, I do, but like I, I I like I'm not gonna do that, but but I will go pick up the physical issue. And then I get the digital copy with it, so I have a physical issue, and then also have a, phys- have a digital copy. And that way, if Marvel for some reason decides we're not doing digital copies anymore, all your digital copies are gone. I still have the physical issue. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, which is the you know, same thing like with the movies, because something like that happened a few years ago. Target used to have their own their own service like this, um, uh, and um, and they dumped that service. And they were like, if you if they weren't uh, if you didn't have ultraviolet movies, you you're gonna lose just Target movies. Sorry, 
Uh, and so, yeah, so, so Target Ticket is what it was called. Hmm. Um, <laughs> you didn't even hear about that. Yeah, exactly. I think it merged with, uh, with Cinema Now. So now like, so um... all your stuff became Cinema Now stuff. Um, but, uh, but it was, it was like, it was super weird. Like it was like, so, so you people no, I don't think anybody really, I think maybe like only a couple movies got lost throughout all the movies, but, um, for the, like for the most part, everything worked on cinema now, but like that kind of thing has happened in the past with, with, uh, streaming services for, for movies and for other stuff, not, not necessarily for comics, but it's something that you have to sort of be wary of is like, well, I don't want to lose my all my digital comics like i don't know all my comics that i paid for because because i bought them digitally so like, yeah sooner or later is, they're gonna nice to... sooner or later they're gonna think the next step is to create a cloud where like we know you bought it so if anything happens well unless they turn everything off yeah i think i think that happened with um with amazon with i think with amazon kindle books some people started losing kindle books off of their thing because somebody lost some rights or something like that it's like well i i bought the book yeah like and I, th- I think I think they got refunds and stuff, but it's like, well, the, if the, I if I buy a physical book, you can't take my physical book away and yeah. give me a refund. That 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 is the ultimate why physical media will still be around for a while because that a lot of people that fear of what if I lose all it versus a physical copy. Absolutely, you can't lose it. Like I'm holding my copy Absolutely. of of a, a video game that I could have bought digitally, but I'm like. You know, I'd rather have it physically because the bo- the box looks nice. Um, yeah, that, that's why that's why I don't buy digital. I don't buy like movies specifically, like uh, movies. I, movies I don't buy digitally. I buy physical copies with a digital with a digital HD. I don't think I've ever taken like Hot Fuzz out of its Blu-ray case, but I but I watch or, or I have all six Fast and Furious movies I got in a, in, in a Blu-ray pack. Uh, the first six Fast and Furious movies that I've never taken out of the case, but I've watched the movies on my on my digital. If the digital goes away, oh no, that sucks. But I still have the physical copy just in case, you know. So like that's 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 the way I like to do it, and that's what I like about the 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 option of digital copies is I can go buy a bunch of physical stuff and then store it away somewhere that I never have to see it again unless something happens to the digital copy for some reason. Um, all right, do you have anything else to say real quick, or do you want to move on? I did have one bit of news that I can't believe escaped me because it was a tweet that was t- tweeted out. But uh, Injustice 2 may have gotten a confirmed release date by Ed Boon, the deve- the head developer for for NetherRealm Studios. Uh, he sent out a tweet basically alluding to that uh, it's coming out in May. May 16, 2017 for Injustice 2. Um, despite that we really only know a little bit about the game, just certain Suicide Squad members are in it. Supergirl got a new costume and everything like that. So there you go, Injustice fans. I'm actually going to write about that for Nerdcore this week, uh, about who I, and, uh, who I want for yeah. Injustice 2. Ed Boon is exactly. Um, he, we have the same birthday. Nice. <laughs> he's he's exactly twenty nine years older than me. Wow. That dude. That uh, dude. That dude knows how to fucking play games with people on Twitter. There's rumors that Spawn might be in Injustice Two, which would be nuts. Which would be nuts. Can you imagine that if that actually comes true? Spawn fighting. That would be, that would be weird. I mean, it would be cool. I feel, I feel like that can't be right. Well, I mean, like it. It would just be up to Todd and Warner Brothers letting it happen. That's all it would be because Todd owns Spot, a Spawn. It's not like Image owns it. It's like it just be like, yeah, sure, whatever. And Warner Brothers is just to sign off on it. Does Image? Oh yeah, I guess because Image like is a lot creator owned. Yeah, no, Spot yeah. Todd. It, technically, if Todd wanted to go to Marvel and sell the rights to Marvel, he could. He's not gonna do that. But like, if he wanted to, he could do that. So weird. Image is weird and cool, but weird. Yeah, weird. no, seriously, Spawn, get get hyped, get hyped for Spawn Injustice Two. You're to hear first. Um, Probably not first. Probably well, probably not. No, you heard you, you, you've heard it like maybe a hundred times by now. But I guess let's move on to some comics. 
Let's move on some comics. Let's talk about comic books. And uh, let's see. Uh, you read some comic books, and you wanted to talk about some of them. Uh, and I know that <laughs> you wrote a list of what you... Unstoppable Wasps. Let's talk about... Uh, uh, you want to talk about Unstoppable Wasp? So uh, this is this is starring um, Nadia. Is this PM. the first issue of it? This is the first issue. This is the first issue of the new series. Yes. Yeah, and this is starting Nadia Pym, who is uh, Hank Pym's super secret daughter. Yeah, from a from a war- Russian uh, miss, not mistress, but basically before he met Janet in in uh, properly. Did she, did she first appear in Avengers? Yeah, she made her first appearance in Avengers earlier this year, in like Avengers number 11 or 12. Um, before before that book, all new, all different Avengers. Yeah. Bef- before that book became... Before the Dark Times. Split. split Bef- yeah. Before the Civil War. <laughs> before the Civil War. <laughs> before the Dark Times. Back in the back in the Civil War, your father and I... Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, Hank Pym is dead. Well, he's not, he's not dead. He's Ultron technically right now. Um, yeah. <laughs> what is comic books even? Well, like, like, okay, here, quick backstory. Ultron and Hank Pym basically fused into one being. There you go. So, right around, earlier on, earlier last year, God, it's so weird. It's in that weird time where you're still saying this, this year, but you mean 2016, not 2017. Um, last year, uh, it was, revealed. I think it was in the free comic book day issue, actually, that we got a new wasp running around. And it was revealed that she is Nadia Pym, the daughter of Hank Pym. And this is her first issue. And the reason why I bought this was what was two things. One, I love Hank Pym. Hank Pym's one of my favorite characters of all time. But I also love uh, Elsa Chartier. I cannot pronounce this beautiful woman's name. Um, but I wanted to read this because of her art. That was the reason why I picked this book up. Uh, I didn't really know. I didn't really read a lot of Avengers stuff with the with the, the all new all different Avengers with Nadia Pym, and I discovered Elsa's art on a book called on a comic book called The Infinite Loop, which is a uh, lesbian love story about time travel called The Infinite Loop, and her art is basically what I like to call a beautiful mesh of Bruce Timm and Darwin Cook. It is so pretty. It's so unique and. That's what made me buy the series when I first it was announced. So we're introduced to Nadia Pam, who's very this very optimistic, very naive in a way sort of character who doesn't know how to say no. Um, she's basically been in the Red Room most of her life, similar to Black Widow, except instead of the military training, she was in the science, I guess, hall. And she teams up with... Miss Marvel, she's basically indulging herself in all the food. You know, she you get it's a very well done comic book. You get her personality, you get her backstory and like well, who her father was, you know, her her own story. You get uh, some cool team ups from Miss Marvel and um, Bobby Morse Mockingbird, who makes the joke of you're not old, you're not old, you're not old, considering she's fighting with because uh, I'm not sure how old Nadia Pym is supposed to be. Considering in Avengers, she's written and looks a lot older than she does here. Um, well, I think she's supposed to be like in her in her teens. I think she's supposed to be like sixteen or something. Okay, it, it maybe just convey this the way she's drawn in Avengers versus here. It's easy to convey that she's a younger, she's a teenager here. Um, well, she she first appears in Avengers number nine. Okay, I knew I it was yeah. There you go. Thank you. But that, but then but then there's like three issues where they go to space and then civil war happens. Yeah, so it, it got weird. Um, they so they kind of like forgot about her. Yeah. So basically, this is sort of not this is sort of Nadia's coming out not coming out party, but 
uh, it kind of acknowledges that Bobby Morris was more than just the, the chick who married Hawkeye, um, that she was a scientist and they have a little emotional talk, you know, like you inspire me, no, I inspire you. Very girl power in 36, but, but very fun, very, uh, it's very fun. And she, at the end of the issue, she basically creates Genius in Action Research Lab, aka Girl, to basically sort of take that motivation she had in the Red Room and to inspire as Bobby Morris was an inspiration to her, she wants to be an inspiration to little girl to girls uh, who are younger than her. So I love this. It's like it, it, it's like a little bit more. You know how Miss Marvel had sort of had that cheeriness about it, um, that very optimistic. It's like that turned up to eleven with Nadia. Like she's just written, like I said, as this very, very, very uh, optimistic character, and I like that about her. I need more books like this. It's a lot of fun, and the ch and the art is so beautiful by Elsa. Ch uh, Elsa, I can't pronounce her last name because I'm butchering it. She's, I think she's French. Um, but uh, it's so good. Pick this up. It's a great introduction to this character. You get her origin. You get a fun, fun little story with uh, two Avengers, two Avenger teammates, and you get what she wants to do with the book going forward. So you know her, the what what the book's gonna be like. So yeah, it's a it's a very reader, um, new friendly reader comic book. I'm I'm gonna go with Ch Charretier. Charretier, yeah. Also, go read the Infinite Loop. It's a great love story. It's a that one's a really great love story too. It's published by IDW. Uh, but you had some comics you want to talk about too, Kuhan. I guess you're gonna take the baton next. Uh, yeah. By the way, I am looking back at these at these all, all different Avengers uh, issues, and she definitely looks like she's got like like bangs and like she's like wide wide eyed. Like she looks fifteen. Okay, maybe it's just how I was looking at the Alex Ross covers because I didn't actually read. That's true. The book. When, because I like at that, I dropped Avenge on because it crossed over in that stupid Pleasant Hill storyline, and then Civil War happened. It's just like I just oh. I just skipped that one. <laughs> yeah, so did I, but I never bought it to pick up the book because other things came out and it was coming. It always came out in big weeks. So I was like, but I'm glad I'm get, I can read about her now in a solo series because yeah. it's it suits yep. her. Um. Yeah. So this week, uh, I read Nightwing number twelve. I want to say was the number of the book that the issue that I read. Yes, number 12. Uh, now we're number 12, and uh, this is part three, I want to say, of Welcome to Bloodhaven. Um, uh, so Nightwing in... I, I picked up... I started, so I started reading comics again uh, pretty recently, so I started, actually picked up this book with issue number 11. Uh, this is just Bloodhaven part three. Um, but uh, the, the first issue of this storyline, uh, of this Bloodhaven storyline... Uh, deals with like Nightwing um, was like I guess like he did some stuff and had to leave, um, like just had to had to leave uh, Gotham and he leaves Gotham for Bloodhaven so I guess he hasn't left Gotham for Bloodhaven ever in the past before, uh, which is I don't know Bloodhaven is is a city that I associate with Nightwing <laughs> at this point like it's his it's his own it's his own personal Gotham, um, so I guess they're they're putting him back in Bloodhaven in this storyline. Um, so, uh, um, so yeah, so Nightwing number 12 is this story so far, sorry, uh, number, number 10 is what that story storyline started with. Nightwing number 12 is a continuation of this Bloodhaven storyline. Uh, it's been moving pretty quickly, actually, which I, which I'm happy by, uh, especially having, having read, uh, Green Lantern and Green Lanterns and, and Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps has been moving so slowly, like the pace of those two books have been, like, molasses slow. We talked about it on the Green Lantern Corps podcast, which you can find at thegreenlanterncorps.com, um, 
but uh, but this has been moving really really quickly. It's moving like 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 a monthly comic book would, or or or, or even faster. So so that's that's that's. I like that quite a bit. I, I've been liking the pace of this book. This uh, this storyline so far has dealt with um, sort of Nightwing moves to Bloodhaven, and um, and finds this this group of of former criminals, uh, former former uh, like Gotham criminals who were who were apprehended by Batman and Robin back when Bat when Dick Grayson Nightwing was Robin, um, and uh, and they they now meet in like a support group in Bloodhaven, and uh, and Nightwing like sort of accidentally breaks up the support group. And uh, and it turns out that uh, like so, Gorilla Grim is one of the, one of the people. Uh, one, well, one of, well, he's a gorilla who who and a lot of these people are now being um, framed for for murders they didn't commit, including um, Sean Sang, who is the defacer. Uh, I, I think all of these villains are made up for for this uh, storyline. How do you know, but, man? Uh, DC has some really dumb named villains. They have some real obscure villains. You're right. But uh, issue two starts with a flashback, and I'm like, I feel like that's not a thing that's actually a real flashback. Hey, man, there was a whole point where he was in Bloodhaven, so how do we... Let's, somebody look that up for us, because we're too lazy to do research. I looked, I looked up Defacer. Defacer's definitely new. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know about Gorilla Grimm, or Giz, or Mouse, or Thrill Devil, or Stallion. Um, I mean, they sound appropriately 80s. Stallion? Come on. Really? It's a dude, it's a dude with cut-off... Like, a cut-off, cut-off, open shirt and a cowboy hat um so he probably was created in 1994 um <laughs> but uh um yeah so so he these group of people called the runoffs and nightwing goes and and like he actually breaks up the runoffs and then and then sean sang who is the defacer gets uh gets arrested at the at the end of issue two for a murder she didn't commit um and uh by the way stallion was created in 1997 uh so i was very close <laughs> um and yeah so 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 he is now trying to help figure out what like what who committed these crimes who is the is the, who are the real murderers and uh and it's sort of this 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 mystery intrigue type thing and there's also some stuff so he teams up with these runoffs who who actually are like kind of afraid of him he first shows up and sees this group of people and like and they're terrified of him because he put them in prison like that's the worst moment of their life he was there so, um, so it's, it's this really interesting sort of you get, you get, and, and I, you know, what's really interesting is like, I don't know what happened in issues one through nine, but this issue 10 was a pretty good jumping on point. And it's like, okay, I know he's dealing with this stuff. I don't know exactly the stuff he's dealing with, but I know he's dealing with this stuff and, and I don't need to be told what stuff he's dealing with. Um, it's just, it's just, he's dealing with stuff. He moved to Bloodhaven and he's a little worried that he might, you know, hurt someone or something like that. Uh, I think he he let uh, Tim Drake die, um, uh, although Tim Drake didn't actually die. But he's die. not dead, though. He's not dead, but they, they all think he's dead. Oh, it's one of, it's one of those things. That's right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, so 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 he's um so he moved to Bloodhaven for that stuff. So it's it's again it, it's a thing where I didn't read the first nine issues of this book, even though Nightwing's my favorite character, and I should probably go back and read those issues. But but you know um uh, it does a very good job of of keeping you. Keeping you up to up to speed, even even if you didn't read the stuff that came beforehand, that informs the stuff that's happening now. Um, so I think I think uh, Tim Seeley's doing a really good job on this. Marcus Toe's art um, was was a few years ago was a lot more. It looked a lot more like uh, like uh, early two thousands Mark Bagley, um, but I think he's gotten a lot cleaner, a lot more refined in his style. So I'm, I'm really liking Marcus Toe's art. He also drew that Red Robin comic book from a few years back with with Tim Drake in it. 
Um, so yeah, I'm I'm liking and the the colors are very interesting in this book. Uh, you know, Nightwing Nightwing has always been part of the Bat family that is like, and he's got Knight in his name, but he's always been a little brighter because he was Robin and he doesn't want to be quite Batman. So the colors in this book are really interesting. Um, and and they're they're a little bit a little bit different, a little bit pastel-y, and I and I like I like what's going on in uh, in Nightwing. Uh, and so that was uh, Nightwing issue twelve was when I read, but I sort of covered uh, the whole welcome the whole Bloodhaven storyline so far. Um, and uh, and this issue also uh, features Killer Orca. Is that the character's name? Is that a I think that I want to say that's a character. That's an actual name. I think that might have yeah. been created by Larry Hama actually, if I'm remembering correctly. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm sure it's a natural character. It seems like an, a character that has to be a natural character, but I just can't remember if it's uh... no, just the Orca. Okay, just the Orca. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, um, keep yeah. them away Orca, from the penguin. Orca, Orca appears, and she was, uh, like, she apparently well, used to be part of the runoffs and then now isn't. Uh, by the way, you're right. Larry Hama and Scott McDaniel created her in July of 2000. I knew I um, was. Obscure Batman trivia with the marvelous Iggy. Her Wikipedia photo is the cover of this issue. Wow. <laughs> Which is funny. Wiki works um, fast. Yeah, right? But uh, yeah, so so it's you know there's some some interesting stuff going on and it's it's a really interesting look at like you know here are these former villains uh, who weren't really super villains they were just like they were just bad guys who happened to put on costumes and they're trying to get their lives together and they're just like terrified of Nightwing but then they have to work together because some of their own are getting arrested for crimes they didn't commit and so it's uh, it's a it's a cool it's a cool sort of storyline. And I'm really enjoying uh, Nightwing. Uh, you read Dark Knight Returns 3, issue 7? Yes. Uh, Dark Knight Returns 3, the Master Race number 7 of 8. Uh, I feel like I'm the only person in the world who's still reading this um, and actually liking it. Although, so basically... It started, started in November 2015. Was it issue, no- issue 7 of 8, and it started almost well like, over a year ago. Frank, I mean... Frank Miller has been a huge component in this. He does a lot of the micro comics, and he unfortunately isn't the best of health. And to be fair, it's nothing that affects anything, so I don't mind that it's late. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really matter to me, you know. But that being said, last issue basically was the badass moment where Batman uh, orchestrated Kryptonian Kryptonite rain to fall over Gotham City and basically beat down a hundred uh, Kandorians who had escaped from the city of Kandor thanks to the Atom. Uh, so this issue, but in the last issue, ended with Bruce Wayne basically keeling over and dying. Uh, and so this issue is sort of the fallout of everything. And Superman, you know, in a very erratic sort of way, rushes to um, uh, basically they're accepting that Batman's dead. Uh, in uh, this version of Batman's dead, Superman is racing. He's like he's getting cold. Just probably just to win. Try, you know, just trying to like keep his friend alive and like well, where is he gonna take him um and he takes him to the lazarus pit of all things which is like you should have seen it coming and he basically makes bruce wayne young again because when he comes out of the lazarus pit um he, he has his he has black hair again he looks younger and everything so i don't like i don't know what this means for the future of this universe if they plan to do more of these um but basically the Kryptonians is, is All Star Batman and Robin still in this continuity? I don't. I don't think so. It probably is because I, I always consider All Star Batman a prequel to Dark Knight One, considering the tone of Batman. Um, was it? Was it supposed to be? I thought that was the intention, was it not? 
I think it will. I don't know if it was expressly, but if you looked at how like Superman and Wonder Woman acted and look at the costumes, it was pretty much like an unofficial prequel. I mean, considering it was Frank Miller who who wrote it. Uh, basically, after the Krypton, the Kandorian suffered a humiliating defeat at the hands of Batman and Superman in the last issue. Basically, you know, um, with the help of uh, kind of the help of Lana, Superman's daughter, with Wonder Woman. Uh, uh, the the Krypton the Kandorian leader basically turns his eyes to, oh, but I you know I would I I I will take yeah I can't speak I will take his son from him, uh Jonathan can Jonathan uh who is with Wonder Woman at all times in the entire series so basically, it this whole issue was, mourning the death of Batman, Batman's not really dead he's back he's younger now and the the few hundred uh, Kandorians which is still at full power that's a lot that's not something to joke with versus the might of the Amazon army so it's just a cool issue like I think it's been cool I, I like it's not not great nothing will ever beat the original Dark Knight Returns like I think anybody who went into this thinking it's gonna be better you're wrong it can't be but it's still an entertaining Batman story an interesting universe for Frank Miller to play in um and I, I like it. I think the art was a little bit like it looks a little worse for wear by Andy by by one of the Kuberts. I think it was Andy who did this uh, issue. But you know, I was I was like that Superman would go out of his way to save Batman, uh, no matter what. Uh, but I and even I, in this universe, never you know never mind. I I have not read any of the Dark Knight uh, universe stuff. Yeah, because I wasn't a huge fan of. Um, I'm just not a huge fan of the art. Oh my god, and... you're so wrong. You're so wrong. I know. Look, man. Like, I just, I just can't. Frank it's Miller's a genius. Such great storytelling and great detail. 1980s. Maybe I'll go back. Maybe, maybe. maybe pre- just, we'll do maybe a I special. Was 14. I was we'll, probably just 14. Yeah. I was like, I just, I can't. We're gonna so do. Weird, you know what? Weird stuff. We're gonna do a special edition on Dark Knight Returns. We're gonna. Sorry. We're gonna do it because it's great. Either way. Uh, so yeah, I, I think it's it's a very good comic book. It's not I don't it's I guess it, it's not gonna it's not worthy to the first one, but it's a damn entertaining Batman story in this universe. Uh, but I'm interested to see where how they end it because I was kind of hoping they just kill Batman because like he's at this point it's simple he's we kill the Batman. It, well, he's like super like he was super old in this right. He was already super old in the original one in the 80s. He was uh, so it was like. I kept expecting like the for him to be dead. In fact, the first issue of this series opens up with Batman. The Batman is dead, but he's not dead. So it's like kill him off. Just kill him off. Have a Kryptonian kill him. Just be done with it. Uh, but let's hand it back off to you real quick. Uh, yeah. So I read Nova issue number two. Actually, I also read Nova issue number one uh, this week because because uh, I'd heard good things about Nova two. So I was like, all right, let me. This is a book that just started, so let me go back and and catch up to all both issues. Um, so uh, this is a this is a book starring uh, both Novas, uh, Richard Ryder and Sam Alexander. Uh, I don't know if Richard Ryder came back in uh, a previous storyline or what. But he's back to life in in issue one of Nova, and he's like, "Hey, mom, just came back to life. What up? Like, legit. That's basically the first two issues, of, two pages of this of, of issue number one is like, "Hey, mom, I'm alive again. What up?" Um, and so uh, Richard Ryder is dealing with the ramifications of coming back to life, which include, for some reason, seeing everybody as zombies, and also, I guess, something about him coming back to life made him create a weird monster that. He and Sam have to fight at the beginning of this issue. 
Um, by the way, I t I'm, I'm going to talk a lot about pacing here because the pacing of this uh, book has also been very quick um, uh, uh, in, in addition to, to Nightwing. These are obviously two very different books from two very different publishers. Um, but uh, the pacing of this this has been was, was quite quick because we go from the beginning of the issue is Sam and, and Richard uh, fighting this, this monster that Rich created to then uh, Richard meets the champions, including Amadeus Cho, who does all the DNA samples on Richard to make sure he's still cool. And then they, um, like, Sam goes back home for, like, a family gathering with his mom and Richard. And then they go to nowhere um, and meet uh, Cosmo. Wait, actually, Cosmo. okay, I was like, clarify what nowhere is for the uninitiated. Right, no, nowhere. So if you watch Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie, <laughs> um, that's... Uh, that's the big skull place that they go to. And, the celestial uh, skull place. Yeah. And the gravita, man. The gravita. Whatever. Nowhere. K N O W. Where? Nowhere. Um. So they yeah. So they go to nowhere and they meet Cosmo, the cosmonaut dog, and then they go to a bar in nowhere, and all this happens in one issue. Like this is like a thing that most comic comics would make happen in like four issues, and this is all one issue where like all these different things happen. And even in the past, the previous issue, like we were splitting between Richard and uh, and Sam, and Sam had all this like school drama stuff, and also like his mom and whatever, whatever. Like it's not drama; it's a lot of comedy. And this book has a lot of comedy in it, which is which is fun. I like I like the comedy that we see in the Marvel books. Um, but uh, but you know, I'm 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 really impressed, I guess, with the pace of this book. And I'll see I'll see where it goes from here. But like this book is moving so so quickly. So I'm wondering if like they're gonna just run out of story in like four issues or what, um, but uh, but the pace has been good and and I guess there's there's a little bit of of I don't know if there's a mystery or what there's definitely a mystery as to like what's going on with with Richard like what were the ramifications of him coming back to life but uh, but definitely I'm uh, I'm trying to figure out like you know we're 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 learning uh, more about about um, Rich and 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 what's going on with him. Um, it's also fun to see him meet the champions in this issue uh, because he's like, you know, there's, and, and I'm sure you've probably seen passed around some of the images um, where it's like, where he's asking like, like what happened to Carol? Cause he's, cause, cause the introduced him to Miss Marvel and it's Kamala Khan. He's like, what happened to Carol? It's like, she's Captain Marvel. It's like, no, Captain Marvel's dead. It's like, no, Carol's Captain Marvel. She's not dead. It's like, okay, so you're a Spider-Man. It's like, yeah. So is he dead? No, he's not dead. Uh, but Cyclops is like, wait, what? And then Cyclops comes up like, okay, so I'm from the past and I came back and I came to the future and now I'm stuck here and I'm Cyclops. And he's like, why is everyone so young? What's going on? I don't understand. Um, there's also a weird moment where, uh, Sam is introducing everyone to his friend, Richard Ryder, who is like a 26 year old man. And Sam is like 15. Uh, so it's like, yeah, I gotta go hang out with my friend Richard. It's like, all right, like when he introduced him to his to his mom, it's like okay, cool. Like his mom knows he's Nova, and he and she knows that Rich is Nova. I think she knows he's Nova. Um, oh yeah, she definitely knows he's Nova. But and then and so he's like, oh yeah, Rich is Nova. So it's like okay, cool, fine, that makes sense. But one of the other people is like, hey, I gotta go hang out with my friend Richard, my my older man friend Richard. Like it's nobody bats an eyelash at it, which is weird. Um, but uh, yeah, and then and then. Uh, Rich talks a little bit about um, the Annihilation event? Is that what it was called? Which one? Because there was a lot of events in space. The one where he died? That was um, Original Sin when that happened. No. Yes. Well, no. 
No, it was Annihilation. It was Annihilation. It was Annihilation? Okay, they revealed what happened to him in Original Sin. Got it. Um, yeah, no, it was Annihilation. At least I think. Like, I don't know. I know. It was Bendis who wrote it, so it was convoluted. <laughs> no, he, so he's like, yeah, I ripped out uh, I ripped out Annihilus' throat. Like, what, you can do that? He's like, I don't know. Too busy ripping out his throat to ask. And then Cosmo's like, yes, he ripped Annihilus' uh, gut from throat. <laughs> like... Uh, it's it's a very enjoyable issue of comic of comics. Uh, I'm liking Nova. One weird thing about this is the lettering. Um, I'm a, I'm kind of a lettering nerd, and I one thing I loved about uh, the Ultimate Universe that dis, that differentiated it from the normal Marvel Universe was that the Ultimate Universe was all lowercase, and the normal Marvel Universe was generally for the most part cap capitals. Um, but uh, in this book, and I believe in Miss Marvel as well, they're all lower. It's it's capital lowercase mix, and that's just it's weird to me. That, that that that's happening and i remember like i know because like for example in um in secret wars that the last year the, the event that happened in 2015 um that was that was a way they distinguished uh both spider uh, uh spider-man miles and um uh whatever reed richards is called the maker they distinguished those guys from the regular marvel universe characters and then also they had uh you know in the tie-in stuff they had the same thing going on so uh it was something cool that i was liked that that ultimate is lowercase is like regular and and non the 616 is all caps so it always sort of jars me when it's not like that in um in uh, in a regular 616 book but uh, yeah, I, I I liked the I liked this book. I liked the pacing. Ramon Perez is a very good artist. I'm liking the art in this. Uh, I liked the colors here too uh, from Ian Herring. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of like pointillism stuff going on. To to I guess I, I'm not sure why. If it's like, hey, there's like an old feeling to it or what. But there's a lot of like, I get this sort of invokes that sort of old um, uh, Kirby Dot stuff. So you know I don't know if that's on purpose or not. It probably you know because because. It's it's sort of used intermittently and like with no real rhyme or reason. So I don't know what's up with it, but I I still like it. So you know, bonus points for that. Um, so yeah, that is uh, Nova number two, uh, and uh, and I uh, I would give it a hearty hearty buy. Check it out. Uh, ben, uh, you read uh, one more book, and I don't remember which was the last book. Superman number 14. Superman. This is the beginning of the Multiplicity arc, uh, which is a sequel sort of to Multiversity miniseries that Grant Morrison did. Oh, my God. Was that two years ago at this point now? Holy shit. I feel shit. like it was like, I feel like it was three. No, it wasn't three. Don't tell me that shit. It was not three years ago. Maybe it um. was. Multiversity, multiverse. Wasn't that before uh, convergence? It was right around. It was right before that. Yeah. August twenty fourteen through April twenty fifteen. So, it was it it, it was it was about oh, oh three year, two years ago. But like it started okay. three okay. years before this year. Okay. God damn. Anyway, uh, so basically, uh, if you're a fan of Final Crisis or Multiversity, uh, considering Multiversity is a sequel to Final Crisis. Uh, this is pretty much picking up, not where it's left off, but we have the Superman, the Red Sun Superman, the Superman who is Russian, just show up out of nowhere, and is being hunted by these parasitic beings. They look really, really creepy. And of course, and it's, and it's really, something is really cool about seeing two Supermen on the same page fighting each other, or not fighting each other, but fighting, helping each other. It's just really, really cool. And then... They're joined by uh, Ivan. Um, they're joined by the Justice League Incarnate, which 
I will give credit to um, uh, that basically this issue was done by Ivan Reese. Uh, well, it wasn't done by Ivan Reese completely. It was uh, Ivan Reese did the layouts. Joe Prada did the finish and did Joe Prada did the finishes. But uh, in the first issue, of Multiversity, I've in the first and the last issue, Ivan Reese did the work for that. So for the Justice League Incarnate. Uh, he did. I think it's fitting for that he did the art for this. So you have this basically this Justice League team composed of Mary Marvel of Earth Five, Aquawoman of Earth Eleven, Red Racer of Earth Thirty Six, Green Lantern of Earth Twenty, Machine Head of Earth Eight, and Superman of Earth Twenty Three, who is the Barack Obama Superman. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, Ivan Reese and Joe Prada have been like a team for like a yes. while, right? Like, like and, yeah. and Prada used to do like all the inks for Race, and then and then yeah, he started doing a little bit more of the actual stuff. So yeah, so like they've you know it's a, a book by a book by Ivan Reese and Joe Prada, like a book with layouts by Reese and and and, and art by Prada is like it's basically an Ivan Reese book. Like, yeah, you know, pretty much. They're very they're very similar. Yeah. So and, and and it fits to like I said with Multiversity, considering Ivan Reese drew the Justice League Incarnate team in those two issues. Uh, but also, I want to note that Pete Tomasi just gets Superman. Like, this older Superman who is a dad, um, is just he understands his voice, and I can look at it, I can read this comic book and say, this is Superman. And one thing I love about DC, I don't know, it gives or take who you talk to, but I love when they play with the multiverse. I love that the fact that there's a Justice League team that deals with only multiversal threats. I love that idea. And so, uh, who this who in, in the last couple pages is actually really creepy. There's this Matrix-esque room where various Superman, so you see a Bizarro Superman, you see uh, like all these variations of Superman, and even Captain Carrot... Uh, is in there and he gets taken out of his chamber and seemingly his power is stripped away and he's just nothing but a regular bunny rabbit and this weird thing is just touching him so something is hunting all these various supermen and putting him in the putting him in cages and stripping of their power it's not really sure but it's really creepy um but i i really like this issue a lot it's peter tomasi writing his i think the bet Writing the best superhero stuff I've read of his in a long time because he wrote Batman for a long time and he wrote, um, yeah, he wrote Batman for a long time, didn't he? And he, no, he wrote Green Lantern for a long time. He, he wrote, he wrote, he, I think he wrote Detective for a while as well. He, yeah, he wrote Green Lantern. So, Green Lantern, uh, Tomas wrote Green Lantern Core and then he wrote Detective for a long time and now Superman. Yeah, so and but like I'm loving his Superman run and he's Peter Tomas is great. I think, yeah, I think, like I think everything he's written uh, in the last few years has been has been very good. Yeah, if you're a Superman fan who was jaded by the New Fifty Two version of him, read this series. It's so Superman. And I was skeptical at first, like. Oh, he's a dad now. That's what they tried to do that early in like in 2006 with Jeff Johns when they brought in uh, uh, Zor out, not Zorel, um, General Zod's kid, um, and they tried, but it didn't work. Uh, but here, like it, it's so he. F- I always figured Superman is either the, the father-like figure or the big brother figure. You know, like you can relate to him in different ways. But read this series. This is a part. Even if you don't understand multiversity, you don't need to have read multiversity to understand this. They tell you what the th- they don't tell you what the threat is, but they give you a hint of what the threat is. They let you know that there's a Justice League team that deals like that's a, that's a cool idea, right? You tell that to an 11 year old kid, like, hey, you like the Justice League, right? Well, imagine a Justice League that protects the multiverse. Boom, mind blown. 
Uh, so it tells you everything you need to know. Um, it's a great jumping on point. Uh, there is no Jonathan Kent in this issue, like his his son. Uh, so if you just, I think this is just gonna be a straight up Superman story. Uh, not that the other ones haven't, uh, but uh, I, I love seeing Superman of multiple Earths team up to fight things. Uh, so yeah, go read the series. Go start uh, with this way, issue. Yeah. By the way, real quick, uh, Tomasi wrote uh, Green Lantern Corps from uh, November 2007 to April 2010. And then wrote the follow-up book to that, Emerald Warriors, from August 2010 to August 2011, before he moved then to um, Batman and Robin, which he wrote from September 2011 to March 2015. And since September 2013, he's also written Detective Comics. Uh, I think he currently writes Detective Comics as well as writing Superman. No, James Tinney in the fourth writes does, Detective does Comics. So I guess I guess he just writes. He's written, he's he's done issues. He did issues last year. So okay. I don't know. I don't know how many issues he did last year, but I guess he's 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 also doing work on on that. And then he did. It's just a Superman Wonder Woman until last year. Yeah, he was yeah, he was doing that. He basically took over the Superman line earlier this year, right around, right before convergence and he did, sort of, he did some he did some action too. So Yeah. I, he basically wrote the Superman line for a little bit earlier th- yeah. last year. Yeah. But yeah, uh, like Batman Batman Superman stuff. Like <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, I think Pete Tomasi, because Pete Tomasi, they got to start as an editor. He was an editor before. He, he before understands what makes these characters special and how to tap into them and yeah. make them feel accessible to new readers. Um, at least I think so. He was, by the way, yeah, he was, he was an editor before. He was, so he was an editor for, for uh, 20, 20, no, sorry, uh, 14, 14 years at DC before he then became a writer. And he's that. He's, he's been, uh, he's been killer. And uh, and does Gleason usually draw this book? Yes, he's the main yeah. artist, but it can't, but not, not obviously with the biweekly book. It can't, can't right. be the artist all the time. But yeah. he, his art is great as usual. Like when I, it's yeah. not as cartoony as it was in Green Lantern Corps when I remembered it, but it, it's still it looks amazing. Yeah, like, no, I, I, think, I think I think the the Tomasi, Tomasi Gleason as a pair on anything is generally very very good. Yeah. Um. And uh, and yeah. So I, I didn't I didn't read this book, and I, I'm not usually a Superman guy. But read read this issue. Read this issue. I'll, I I definitely give give my my thumbs up to. And I think I think Gleason did the cover, and also apparently did some script work on this too. So yeah, he was um, he's credited as the storyteller with this. So like they basically work yeah. as storytellers for the series. Yeah, 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 yeah. They probably, probably yeah. They, I'm sure they they just work together on that kind of thing. It's sort of like when uh when. Man Paul and Bucciletto did, did were the only two names on Flash because it was uh, write, written by both of them and drawn by Francis and Man Paul and, and with uh, colors by Brian Bucciletto. So, um, yeah. So that's that's Superman number 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I guess we're going to round it up with Iggy's graphic novel corner, Iggy's I guess. Graphic novel corner, yes. Uh, what, 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 did you, what did you bring to the table this week? Uh, how, the, many, how, how, how many graphic novels can you read? It depends how big it is. Um, like I don't, I'm not, I, I'm not necessarily completing them all when I bring them on. I'm usually I at least try to bring graphic novel that I'm at least halfway through or at least completed. Um, so I'm currently reading the Metal Men series, mini series that came out in 2008, that was written and drawn by Duncan Rouleau, who is one of the men of action who created the Ben 10 series, the very successful cartoon series as far as I can tell. At least it used to be. I don't know how. Is it on TV anymore? I don't know. Um, I think there's. I think there's like a version of it that's always on TV. Yeah, but the men of action are always working. So, um, there, so there is, a, there is a 2016 TV series that that's premiering. There's a, a new version of the show that's premiering uh, in February. Okay, so basically, like I feel like if you're you've heard of the Middlemen, I've heard of the Middlemen. I remember when this was coming out, like a lot of people were talking about it, but I never got to read it. And I bought this all the way back in September at my freak at my comic book uh, store. They were having a sale, and I bought it because I've been wanting to read it for a while. 
and I want to like it. I want to. But the problem is, is that it does a lot of time jumps between the past and and the the, the present and the past. So you have a nice Metalman origin story in here where you have Dr. Magnet, Doc Magnus, who is this work obsessed um, doctor who's trying to figure out how to communicate with with the elements in duct in accidentally creating these metal men and he has a, he can't love his life he can't love the woman he loves because he's too busy with work and the, the, those classic tropes but then you have the DC the sort of modern story which is basically the metal men are gonna kill us all and it time jumps weirdly his brother's involved and like it's just a little too confusing. It's a little too dense. Like it, when you get the handle on one story, it jumps to another, and you can never get a consistent feel. I feel like they should have just either done one or the other instead of trying to cram both stories into an eight issue miniseries. Um, I'm not completed with it yet, so maybe uh, I could be wrong. But I feel like as soon as I saw that the middleman will kill us all, I was like, well, I see where this is going. They're not going to kill us all because the middleman was still around after this, so everything's going to be fine. Um, but that could be just my own Jaden is coming out. But like, I feel like if they would have just boiled it down, just do a Metal Men Year One, it would have been amazing. It would have been fun. The art really reminds me of uh, Chris Bocciolo, the current Doctor Strange artist. Uh, not as sort of in in this in sort of Bocciolo, Bocciolo, but Bocciolo, whatever. You know who I'm <laughs> referring to, Bocciolo. Uh, he reminds I me of I, uh, like I actually a, don't know. I'm trying to figure okay. it out. Yeah, I always pronounce this Bachelor. Uh, it wrote his uh, Duncan Rouleau's art because Duncan Rouleau wrote and drew this. His art really reminds me of, of that style. If I was compared to anything else, it's not as unique as Bachelor's, but like I feel like I don't know if he was inspired by him or not, but like I can see an influence in there. But I wouldn't recommend it. Like I'm reading it and it's kind of a struggle to read it because I feel like you have to be a Metalman fan to get a lot of the things. So to get a lot of it, despite that there's an origin in there, um, it's a lot of fill. It's it's just a lot of fill in your blanks. Like it's fine. I just I would have liked a, just a metal min year one. I think that would have been nice. I think that that's all I have to say about it. I wouldn't recommend it to just a casual reader. Uh, all right, and that is it's metal men, right? From God, sorry, I. <laughs> We we keep saying we're not going to record so late, and then uh, and then it's two in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, from from DC. Um, all right, that's gonna do it for this edition of uh, of the imkuan.com comics podcast. Uh, once again, if you have a suggestion for the title of the show. Tweet at us. I'm at Kuhan. Uh, ben is at Marvelous Iggy. The Marvelous Iggy? Yes, at Twitter.com slash Marvelous Iggy. Marvelous Iggy. I wasn't sure if there's a the in the in the Twitter. No, I just call myself the Marvelous Iggy. I know. But I it's know. just... Yeah. Um, uh, and then you can... Uh, yeah, www.imkuhan.com to find the rest of my stuff, obviously, where you probably found this as well. Uh, and also, you can find uh, Ben at MarvelousIggy.wordpress.com or the uh, warriors3.wordpress.com, right? That's that is? Jeez. Uh, and uh, that's everywhere, right? That's all of our stuff. That's all of our stuff. Um, uh, you can email us at, uh, at uh, comics at imkuhan.com. Find this show at imkuhan.com slash comics. And that's going to do it for this edition of the imkuhan.com comics podcast. 
join us next time and uh, and keep reading more comic books. Stay marvelous. Stop talking about comic books or I'll kill you. I don't care if the Hulk could defeat the Man of Steel. I'm gonna rearrange your face if you continue to debate whether Logan's claws could pierce Steve Rogers' shield. I just couldn't care less if they bring back Craven. Spider-Man's a clone